Welcome to Up The Riz, the Risper Rangers podcast. So yes, welcome to Up The Riz, the Risper Rangers FC podcast, bringing you all things Riz, both on and off the pitch. After a lifetime in a week of non-league football last week, Riz travelled to the Middlesex Stadium in Ryslip on Saturday afternoon to face Hilltop FC. I've never considered myself to be particularly superstitious, but when my sat-nav took me to the local crematorium instead of to the ground, I didn't exactly take that as a good omen. And I was right not to, as Riz conceded an early goal, equalised midway through the second half, looked like they were going to go on and win the game, and then conceded on the 90th minute to make it three defeats in a row. Crisis? What crisis? We'll look back at that match with an extended interview from manager Mark Eaton, and we'll also hear from Riz keeper and captain for the day, Connor Hunt, We'll also look at the other results over the weekend and ahead to the match on Saturday at home to Bedfont Sports. And we'll have another injection of non-league mate courtesy of Riz, the gift that keeps on giving. With me today is Steve Tav Tavender. Tav, how are you, my friend? Yeah, back business as usual, mate, hungover. So it should be a good one. Well, business as usual, hungover and wearing a vest. So let's yeah. clarify that. Yeah. <laughs> And also with us is Man of the Match on Saturday and Up the Riz podcast loan signing Joe Fitzgerald. How are you, Fitzy? Yeah, all good, all good. Also sporting a, a vest because I think now that's part of being on the podcast is you have to wear a vest. So uh, no, all good, all good. Disappointed after yesterday and slightly hungover like Tav, but um, still alive and well. Well, it's good that you're taking your podcast career seriously. We've got our special guest this time round, and no doubt wearing his shorts back to front, as we've come to expect. It's Riz centre-back stroke midfield maestro, Mr. Gary Connolly. Gary, welcome. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. I didn't get the memo for the vest, though, so maybe next time. If you feel the need to whiz off and come back into the room wearing one, then uh, we'll we'll, we'll give you special dispensation. But uh, I I can now officially apologise to you, Gary, for spelling your name wrong on our new signing graphic over the summer. I mean, how non-league mate is that? It was just uh, appalling, really, wasn't it? But to be honest, you you won't be the first. Per- well, you won't you weren't the first. You won't be the last. I had it B and Q today, so it's all the same. Always with an E. <laughs> Always with an E. So I'm used to it now, but I'll let you off. It's fine. Well, look, you came to Riz over the summer um, from Leighton Town, and it's a bit of a Leighton Town reunion with you and Fitzy both on here. You didn't really overlap much there, though, did you, or, or did you? Uh, no, we so the start of the season, we were well, both of us are playing side by side. Um, then we ended up competing most of the time. Um, Birch was bringing in players left, right, and center with the, with the club the way it was. Um, and well, obviously, I know Joe from before. Um, we even were late in town, but yeah, he decided to move on and join Risborough and obviously come into the club this year. Um, it's nice to join a club with a couple of familiar faces for a start. Uh, Toomey was a big pull as well. He was on to me straight away. He's like, come on, you fancy it? Um, and then obviously since joining, you know, all the boys have been great. Uh, we have our little Thursday night club now, a little mix of us. You know, it's just, it's like being with mates you've been with forever, really. So that's always, football's always been the same. You know, you might move between clubs, but you end up making a good core of mates throughout your career. Um, and if you're anyway inclined the way like we are, let's say, speak about the three boys on the pod now, um, wherever wherever any of us go, we'll always get on with whoever we deal with. So it's, it's nice to have it and it's welcoming, you know, it's not going into a weird, uh, weird place and stuff. So it's good. 
And you won the Spartan South Midlands Prem uh, division last season at Acanter. Uh, what was your view of Riz when you were at Leighton Town? Go on, be honest. Well, from what I had seen from the years before, um, I took it as it'd be a two-horse race between us and Riz. Um, when, after I think the first month, two months, it was a bad start for you guys. Uh, I thought then, well, who's really going to be competing? Um, I didn't see Stockfold being a problem. Um and that was really it kind of thing. It was kind of, I guess, from the season before, because you because it, it was always, it was tight with the top three, just assumed it. And yeah, it just didn't really come to fruition. I think if, if Risborough took off the way they finished last year, I think it could have been a different story. Um, it would have been a lot tighter. Uh, we were lucky on both occasions when we played Risborough that we got the result. Um, but yeah, I think... Risborough starting off badly gave us a good, a good kick on really. To be fair, so by Christmas, you know we were, it was almost we weren't looking out for Risborough at that point, which was quite nice. Um, but it was every always every game as it comes, so it doesn't matter who it was, play the way we did, and it worked out. To be fair, and you were playing alongside your brother Kyle, and there was a lovely photo of the two of you holding the league trophy up at the tail end of the season at Bell Close. How nice was it playing alongside him? Yeah, do you know what? It's for the last couple of years we played side by side. Um, when he moved into Kings Langley, um, it's always been nice just travelling together. Just you don't really get a chance to play with siblings much. Um, and then we moved with Leighton, and he came and had a chat with Risborough at the start of the season as well. Um, and he 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 was keen. Uh, just I think he got virtually gave him a, an offer he probably couldn't turn down. And with him being three four years younger than myself. He still was, you know, aiming to be at the best he, he can be and stuff that works with work. So, you know, he's still he's up, he's up there now. And I think he's, he's injured at the minute. He's got a hamstring problem. But um, he's always one to keep an eye on because he, he likes to be with a nice group of pe- people as well, which he always, like, like, like myself, will get on with whoever. As long as it works with lifestyle, work and stuff, then, you know, he commits 100%. So you never know. You're listening to Up The Riz, the Risborough Rangers podcast. So on Saturday afternoon, Riz travelled to Hilltop FC with both teams having played five, one, two, drawn one and lost two. Manager Mark Eaton switched to a 4-4-2 with Fitzy dropping inside to partner Joel Reid at centre-back with Jamie Robinson and Peaky either side of them. Harry Toby, Sturge and Ben Peters played across the middle and Michael Harding was supporting Lewis Toomey up top. Riz got off to a bright start with Lewis Toomey and Ben Peters having good chances from distance, but on 12 minutes, an underhit back pass gave Connor no chance, and the striker took a touch and then slotted the ball low past him to give Hilltop the lead. Connor kept Riz in the half with a fine save, coming out quickly to smother a one on one chance, and at the other end, Harry skied one over the bar. After the break, Riz had a couple of half chances from set pieces, and Hilltop also hit the bar from a superb free kick curled over the Riz wall. Then on 72 minutes, Sturge played in Lewis Toomey, who ran across his man in the box and won a penalty, which he dispatched a minute later into the bottom corner. Mark Eaton brought on Gary and Raz Rahman Ajibola into the midfield, and Riz had a good spell, looking most likely to take all three points. But the home side had a string of good chances, which they failed to convert, 
Before then, on 90 minutes, Riz failed to deal with a routine high ball into the box, which fell kindly to the hilltop striker, who prodded it home for the winner. More than 10 minutes of added on time wasn't enough for Riz to come back into the game, and it finished 2-1 to Hilltop. I caught up with manager Mark Eaton after full time and put to him that defensive errors had cost Riz again, and that three losses in a row isn't a great place to be. No, it's terrible. I mean, we've uh, we've not been used to that at this club, and um, as you say, it's two, two really unforced errors again, which seems to be dogging us at the moment. Um, you know, we're having to work for everything we're trying to get, and uh, and they haven't. And uh, yeah, you know, you've got to be you've got to be good in both boxes. And um, you know, it's an uncontested header again, which has been a theme like in the last couple of weeks. Maybe confidence is a little bit low, and sometimes that things happen when things you're down, things don't go for you. It falls to him, it could fall to our player, and we clear it, and and that's it. But you know, I'm I'm going to um, I'm going to protect the players today because I think that the it's easy to everyone to be kicking them when they're down and stuff like that. From my point of view, the endeavour was better than it was in the last two weeks and maybe we're clutching at straws. Um, we've, you know, I've got to take the responsibility and I will take the responsibility. I'm going to actually protect the players in this one now. Um, if anyone wants to give us stick and flat, they can give it to me because um, I've been doing this long enough. I'm robust enough to deal with it. Um, I'm completely on board with what we're doing. Um, I know what we're doing. I know what we need to do in terms of um, we need to add bodies. We need to add, you know, um, some some players into the group which will improve us but it's not a quick fix at the moment because um, we've uh, you know we'll get the right players we've we've tried a few lone players you know we've had one who never turned up the second game we've had another one who you know I'm not sure what you could say about the performance from the two games so for me now we've got to keep our heads keep um, keep it's steady in what we're doing and make sure we can get the right players in because you know we didn't have any options apart from the kids we had no options on the bench today uh we lacked a little bit of energy i think we lacked a little bit of fitness and that was probably maybe because of we felt sorry for ourselves when the goal went in um but we should never lose that game you know we got we had a head of steam in the second half where we looked like only one winner and um but you know the recruitment comes down to me and one thing I'm, I've we've had lots of conversation about how many players we've left and how many players we've lost and we didn't expect to and blah 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 listen we've just got to stop that narrative now it's done we've lost the players we've we've having to do a little rebuild that we didn't expect to do um and it starts now we're gonna we're gonna have to do it. I, I don't want to keep looking back and keep woe betide us that we shouldn't we've lost these players now we know we're short we're going to put it right and i think anyone who knows us as a club you know what that's what's going to happen so i think the important thing is is judges by when it comes to the end of the season not when we're in a little sticky patch now you went 4-4-2 today was that tactical or was it really just about the people you had available because well, it's a bit of a patched up team at the moment yeah both i mean it was patched up a little bit but we felt that we we needed lewis to have a little bit more support up there so we put michael up there and you know i think actually the shape worked we we were a bit concerned with the vacating the midfield because obviously sturgeon always plays with three and so when he goes to attack the ball if it doesn't he doesn't get it it can leave a gap in behind but you know I thought Toby showed loads of endeavour but obviously then got injured and that's the other thing we've had we've got Peaky come back from injury Joel come back from injury Gary come back from injury Toby carrying an injury you know that's it's not just patched up in terms of numbers it's patched up actually people that were having to ask to play and they did they went and, and, and did their best so from my point of view um, it's, it's we've got to be cool heads you know anyone can can start pointing fingers and being you know melodramatic over what's happened I'm never going to accept losing. I'm never going to accept that this club, uh, you know, and I felt we made it a little bit easy to lose today. Once we went goal behind, I felt that we didn't have the endeavour 
to get back in it. We looked a lot a bit, feel sorry for ourselves, which sometimes can happen. Um, but I know what the, the antidote is to it. And it's obviously getting some really good players through the door. And um, that's what we're going to be doing. That's on me. I've got, you know, I'm responsible for the recruitment. And so, you know, I'm not blaming the players. We're having to put players in that perhaps shouldn't have played today. We need to get more players in and that's what we're going to do. Rangers looked like they were going to kick on after Lewis Toomey's very well-taken penalty, actually, but uh, that didn't last for more than about 10 minutes. It sort of drifted away from them. Yeah, well, I think we didn't look fit enough either. I think there was a little bit of lack of fitness. Um, maybe, as I say, people coming back from injuries and stuff like that, but um, there's plenty to work on. But I think I've taken the view... We had a team meeting on Thursday to iron out a few things, and I've taken the view now that we need to be cool heads. We need to make sure everyone's on the same page and on the bus. If they're not... They can go. We've had we've had a couple of approaches in for players, which obviously is just just snake it snakes that are smelling like blood. But I mean, I don't care about that. That happens in football. But from my point of view now, everyone everyone who wants to be here needs to get together. Don't you know? Really be together as a team and realise we're on the canvas at the moment. But we'll bounce back. We're, we've got too much in our dressing. We've got too much about the club to um, to have this go on too long. You've managed for a long time, and you've managed a number of different clubs at different steps of the non-league pyramid. Um, Rangers have had a lot of success in recent seasons under you. How long is it ago since you've managed a group of players in this type of situation? I think you said to me earlier, if we lost today, this would be the third time, yeah, first, sorry, the first time in your career yeah, that you'd lost three in a row. I don't think we've lost three in a row. We certainly haven't lost three in a row at Risborough, and I've, I've certainly haven't had too many, fortunately, too many bad spells. But um, I don't think we'll have a bad spell now. I think we'll, we'll bounce back. I honestly do. I mean, I'm, I'm not being, I know you might think I'm being over positive and I'm not looking at it like just being positive for the sake of it um, but what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to throw the players under the bus now I want them to we need them to feel confident we need them to actually be together and we need to have some positivity there's no point you can't keep hammering players and hammering them and hammering them because what are you going to get out of them I want them to go and be able to express themselves and play to the best of their ability and there's no point if I'm going to if we're going to you know tear the dressing room down every time we have a defeat so we have to be measured we have to look at the game back. We have to look where we can do better. We have to point that out. We have to make sure we can do a little bit better. This is not just silly football cliche talk. I know what I'm doing and the, uh, my management team and everyone at Roundbridge, but we know what we're doing. We haven't had that success over the last four years to suddenly not know what we're doing, but it comes down to good management, comes down to good players. And at the moment, we've got not enough of the quality of players that we need, but we will address that. And things have to, have to happen quickly, don't they? I mean, Bedford Sports coming up, Burnham coming up, Edgware yeah. and Kingsbury, it's a tough month. Yep, I, I mean, I don't care. I mean, I, I don't care who we play. We've, we have got to do it. We, we know what we've got to do. Um, so from my point of view, it's, it's sticking together. It's not, not pressing a massive panic button. Um, you know, unless, unless, listen, if, we, if this goes on for you know, a few months, obviously we have to have a different conversation and I'm, I'm the most accountable person you could ever imagine. So from my point of view, if obviously that went on too long, we'd have to think about what, where we are and, and what we're doing and who's, who's the right person to lead it. But I think at the moment, um, I feel the players are with us, um, maybe low on confidence and um, low, we're low on a little bit of quality at the moment. But I, you know, it's not panic button yet. After the weekend, did you consider your position? Uh, well, I was very upset, obviously, after the Flackwell game and the um, and the Milton. So, um, you know, I had a wobble, if I'm being honest about it. You know, you, you always do. And I think in Risborough, it's because because we haven't had many defeats over the years. A defeat becomes a all comes, you know, a terrible situation. And you know, I think we've just got to get a grip of ourselves. You know, um, we've got, we've lost less games than most clubs in the last four years in the whole non-league pyramid. So, I, you know, I, I had a little wobble, if I'm being honest. I thought. 
Oh, you know, am I, am I getting the best out of the players? Are they with me? Stuff like that. But we had a little sort out and I came back fighting and too many people have invested too much in this club. I've got too many people have, have come to the club on and off the pitch, you know, because they've loved the project from and have been wanting to come with me. So the last thing I'm going to do now is, is start, you know, throwing the towel in when the club need me most. Now, if obviously I think I'm not doing a good job or anything, I'm the, I'll be the first one to admit that. But at the moment, my my view is we stick together. I'll do everything I can to um, to change the direction of travel. But, and that's going to take a little bit of time because we need, you know, we, we probably need four or five players in, you know, and that we have been trying and we've tried, we've had loads of conversations, but it's not easy. Hopefully September, there might be managerial changes. Players are not getting in at, you know, higher levels might come available. We've done that before, you know, in previous time we brought Sturgeon in September, we brought Mozin in September. Um, you know, obviously last year we, you know, we added Louis Walsh, we added Dobbo, people like that. So from my point of view, I just think we've got to just do, not, not be silly positive, not think, you know, not analyse what's going wrong and we, we can't accept defeat. That's never going to happen, but we've just got to keep cool and make sure that we uh, put out everything we can and do with our biggest and most endeavour to make sure that we get this right again. And just finally, you had a chat with the chairman on Thursday night. Um, what, what's the club's view on what's happened so far this season? Well, they're, they're, as you know, they're the loveliest people. They were just more worried about me, which just, just says it all about the club I'm at, you know. I mean, uh, normally you could be at a club and, you know, particularly, you know, we've got a healthy budget and we're, we're you know, meant to be one of the challenges in this league. So when things go wrong, most clubs would have every right to start having a question about what's going on. I've got it completely the other way. I'm I OK? And that just says why we're at the club. And that's why I'm, you know, I'm, I'm coming out fighting with what we're doing and I'm not going to, I'm not going to sort of, quit or throw the, throw any of the players under the bus because um this the, the club the, the whole club is much bigger than me and all the individuals concerned with it so we just need to regroup on and off the pitch everyone together on and off the pitch and we'll be fine you're listening to up the Riz, the risborough rangers podcast so that was mark eaton's take on uh, the match away at hilltop on saturday uh, Tav first, um, Mark calling for cool heads. Um, is he going to get them? Do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Look, we're we're not under any illusions either that the performances haven't been there. Uh, I think the performance on Saturday sort of typified um, sort of the mood in in camp, I suppose, at the moment. Um, obviously, look. We've, Three defeats is not going to be fantastic. It was a better overall performance. <laughs> and it's a game that we probably should win. Um, but we didn't. And, you know, I think you just said there that the ball fell kindly to to the player in, 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 the, uh, in, in our box, to the Hilltop player. It's just not happening for us at the moment. And, um, yeah, we're, we're not really getting that rub of the green. Um, Mark said it best again in, in, in his interview. Look, we are... We are patching players up quite literally to get them out on the pitch. You know, Fitzy wasn't a hundred percent on Saturday and still managed to put in an MOM performance, which he's reminded us about all yesterday evening. Um, you know, Gary wasn't a hundred percent. Toby's not a hundred percent. Toomey's not a hundred percent. The list goes on. You know, you got Josh that's coming back from injury. Um, Peaky, bless Peaky, the lad's not put a foot wrong. 
all pre-season, all season so far, coming back in from an injury. And I think that just really sums up where, where things are at for us at the minute. Our most reliable player makes a mistake and that nobody will hold it against him. I'm sure he might, won't mind me saying because he's a great player and he's been so, so good for us. And he just had that, that momentary lapse because for the rest of the game, he was solid. Um, it's just not going for us at the minute. Uh, but I think people are, are aware of that. Mark's made the message very clear that he's going to protect the players. Uh, he's said that in the dressing room. Um, and yeah, behind the scenes, we keep plugging away. I said it on the last pod, we're still very much solutions focused. Um, change is inevitable, um, but inevitable doesn't mean immediate, does it? So it will take time. And Fitzy uh, slotted into centre-back and came away with the man of the match performance. Um, what was your take on the match? <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's somewhere I've I've played quite regularly actually, despite being um, five foot nothing. Um, I have played quite quite a bit of my sort of footballing career at centre half at times. Um, so it was an easy slot in with there, especially when I've got Joel, who's like a tree next to me, he wins every single header. Um, so I don't have to rely too much on that. So I sort of just sweep round. So like I say, I think yesterday was pretty much epitomised our season, really, unfortunately, where. Probably we had a bit of lack of quality at times where we needed to have some quality. Um, probably didn't really see out the game, looked a little bit naive, uh, which is why we've come away with nothing, but worked really hard as well to get back into the game. But both boxes, unfortunately, is what sort of done us this season. It done us again yesterday. Um, but like, like Tab said, we're still very positive. We're still solutions focused. I'm not as uh, political as Tav, but I like that one. Um <laughs> And like I say, all we can do is go again next Saturday, really. And I asked Mark about what it's like, what sort of skills it takes to manage a team that's struggling. I mean, Joe, have you been in that situation as a player before where you've had a run of, you know, bad results put together and how the dressing room changes as a result? Yeah, it's tough. I've had it had it quite um, early on um, when I was playing sort of the higher, higher up with um, LSBFC, I think it was at the time where, we sort of had a, I think I remember playing centre midfield, um, which is how bad we were. And um, we, I think we lost six on the spin or something like that. So it was, um, that, and that's tough because you've got players that don't want to be there anymore. And it's quite obvious they don't want to be there. They want to jump ship. You've got some players that um, are asked sort of what, why am I, it comes quite toxic at times, but we haven't got that stage in our, in our change room, to be honest. Um, everyone's sort of trying to pull together. We had a good meeting on, Thursday, um, we're all on the bus, but it is tough. No one likes losing. Um, we're all we're all winners. Um, like I say, you know, Gaz has come in and he, he won the league last year. Um, you know, so we we have got big characters and people that have done stuff in the game. Um, but it is tough. You know, like I say I can't remember the last time. Probably since then, I've lost three in a row. Um, but we have to dust ourselves down. We can't feel sorry for ourselves. We have to go again. And Gaz Marks talking about protecting his players and building their confidence. Um, that's one way of doing it. The other way is to get the iron rod out and, you know, look at the players, uh, however many there are that maybe aren't performing as they should be, or maybe the attitude isn't quite right. Where do you fall on that? How would you rather be in the dressing room? When I started playing senior football, I know what way it would have been. It would have been the iron rod. There would have been people strung up against the wall. Um, but today's sort of football, I think Mark, to be fair to Mark and, you know, he doesn't have to do that. Um, but I think, you know, he he does trust the players that he's got in the change room, for one. Um, and I think if you show 
that loyalty on that side of things. I think he's hoping that he can bring other people out. There's certain players you're able to dig out and have that chat or in front of people. Some you can't. That's just football. That's the way it is. Um, but, you know, <clears throat> I appreciated um, the interview done about it because um, it's never a nice situation to be in. You know, and the same last year, Brisbane this year, we're expected to win. And as soon as one doesn't happen and then the next one, it becomes a massive snowball. Um, and everyone can hit the panic button straight away, no problem, because that's just the the, the natural instinct. Oh, my God, what's going on? Um, but the only way we get out of this is by sticking together. Um, and if people start finger-pointing and throwing people under the bus, you're going to have people that aren't going to want to play or are going to be too worried to play or too nervous or too scared to play. And that sounds silly, you know, because we're all playing a game we love. Um, but when there's pressure, and it's not, we're not going out before games saying, oh, we have to, you know, this isn't good enough. We have to win this. We should win this by 3-0. It's the back of the mind is the whole plan for the club this year. And everyone knows a plan. Yeah, the, the meeting at the start of the season of what the plan is, it's black and white. Um, and when you notch these losses, you start thinking, oh my God, like, where are we at? But it's still early. And I, I know I spoke to you as well on Saturday about it. It's, it's very easy to start being concerned about the, what's gone wrong. Whereas if everyone just pulls together and goes in the right way, it's not going to be an easy fix. And I was speaking to Toby there after the game Saturday and he was like, we're currently in a bad hole, let's say, right? Once we get out of this, you could find that there'll be 10, 12, 15 games that people get a hide in. It's just getting back in the groove and getting out of the situation we're in now. So me, for one, I'm not one to panic. The long season, you know, we had the same sort of in and out with Leighton last year. We had a couple of wins, a little shaky, but, and, you know, we lost a Dunstable early doors and everyone thought, oh, look at this, Leighton, all that money, yada, yada, yada. And they kind of beat Dunstable and they were celebrating like they'd won the league. Um, turn the season on its head round at the end of it look where we were so yes it's it's an issue but definitely not one to get too excited about or overwhelmed about um, the management team know what they need to do they know they need to strengthen in areas and stuff and as a team so that's got to happen in the next few weeks but there's no point bombarding the team with four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten players waste of time it's got to be done gradually. Otherwise, you're going to lose everyone who's in the, 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 the team now. So it's on the players. No one's in that change room thinking, oh, I'm just going to turn up today and be bothered as. No one's doing that. It's just, just not clicking at the minute. And every time someone scores against it, it seems to just drop to them. No one's, no one's had to work hard for a goal yet this season. Nobody. Just been individual mistakes, balls like Saturday. The ninetieth, the last, the goal he scored to win two one. It fell to number six, and he fell over while he was shooting. Like, do you know what I mean? It doesn't fall to our players in the box when we're falling out over. It's just typical. So, I just think we, you know, keep keep going through it together, and I know we'll get out of it. We will, hundred percent. And Tav, how surprised were you to hear Mark say that he had a bit of a wobble after the bank holiday weekend? I mean, I thought that was a question that he could have ignored. He could have batted away, but typically he gave an honest reply. But were you surprised with that at all? 
Uh, no, I wasn't. Uh, I sat with him um, after the Milton game outside on the bench for a period of time. And um, we spoke before we went in and I knew that then he was questioning himself. And look, that's a that's a positive quality to have as a person, let alone just as a manager, the ability to self-reflect. And I think that, you know, if anything, he should be praised and respected for that because he's very honest in his... Um, and his appraisal of his own performances as well as, as those of the players. Um, so, no, I wasn't surprised. Um, all Mark wants is the best for the club um, entirely. He's, he's so, so dedicated to Risborough. You know, it's more than just a, a job to him, I suppose, or, or a hobby, whatever. Well, probably a little of both. Um, it's, it's a project he's very much invested and uh, I think that it would be remiss of him not to consider his own position within that at times. Um, whether it's going well or not, um, because the last thing he would want to do would be uh, the person that stands in the way of progress. Uh, but look, no, nobody at Risborough uh, wants to lose Mark. Absolutely nobody. Um, again, he said in his interview that actually the, the club was more concerned as to how he is. And, and again, that typifies Risborough, doesn't it? So no, not surprised. Um, pleased that he took a little bit of time, which was sensible to, to reflect on where he was at. Um, and yeah, he seemed he seemed full of energy and um, and positivity on Saturday after the game. Don't get me wrong; he he didn't you know pick the bones out of it. Uh, he, he gave a, an honest appraisal, um, uh, and he praised where it was appropriate to place praise certain players and uh, other players. He'll speak to, I'm sure, um, privately if he didn't feel their performances were there. Likewise, you know, he, he's speaking with his management team all the time. Um, and he'll, you know, he uses it quite often, I'm sure he does with you, Al, uses me as a sounding board, um, which again, I think you can only respect him for. Uh, we're, we're, the wheels haven't come off. It's not, it doesn't on paper, look, it's not good, is it? Let's, let's not, let's not hide from the fact that it's not great. But um, yeah, it's like, like Gaz says, we can only move forward. The result's gone now. We have to move forward again. We have to introduce, new players over a period of time. Um, and then, yeah, ask us again in four weeks where we're at. And, and we'll see then. You know, it's bad at the moment. Like like Gary said, and I'm sure Fitzy will echo, uh, in a month's time when the season's very much underway and, and you know, because there were some weird results which we'll come on to uh, later. You know, it's, it's not nowhere near over. It's barely begun. So, Yeah. Certainly not panic stations, but we're well aware that there's work to be done. You're listening to Up The Riz, the Risborough Rangers podcast. Well, after the game, I also spoke with Riz keeper and captain for the day, Connor Hunt, and I began by asking him if the squad wasn't a little low on confidence now, given the recent results. You know, after the back of Flatwell and then the loss to Milton, you know, having injuries as well in the team just never helps. You know, lads' heads go down when you see, you know, big big parts of our team having injuries and stuff like that. So, yeah, we're a little low on confidence at the minute. Just need to sort of get everyone together, you know, stick together as a team, have each other's backs, and yeah, push push through the hard times. We've had we've had really high high times at this at this at this club. So, I think it's best that we we get through the lows as well. After a very tough weekend, how was today's match? Um. Tough. They worked hard. Like, I mean, you know, um, 
oh, I don't know what to say to be honest. It's it's a tough one because the, you can see the lads really wanted to to prove a point. Um, you know, we just didn't just didn't come our way in the end of the, at the end of the, the end of the game. So yeah, it's a tough one to take. We've just got to regroup, like you say, and and push forward onto the next one. And personally, how is it for you? Because you've obviously played behind not a settled back four at all yet this season yeah. and a lot of goals went in at the weekend and a high proportion of those wouldn't be your fault how does it feel as a keeper um it's tough it is a tough one um you know even if there's you know not much you can do with the goals it's never nice to concede the amount of goals that are actually going in um i think for me i just want people to to work hard and not give up uh, i think the past couple of games not throwing anyone under the bus just as, as a team we've given up um, which is not in, in, it's not Risborough really. So I think it's time to just take a look at ourselves, regroup, go again, and, and yeah, try not to let the goals go in. We need to get some goals in the other end. And this looked like a game that Riz could come away with all three points today. So just in those sort of clinical moments, I was trying to think of many chances today and many chances this season that have actually been on target. That's a bit of an issue for us, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're struggling up top. I mean, Toomes is carrying a few niggles, so. You know, fair, you know, he's run, he runs his, he runs himself into the ground, and I just think it's not, you know, luck comes into it. It's just not, you know, falling our way, you know, when we want it to. Um, but like I say, we've just got to dig through it because we are going to get luck, you know, through the season. We are going to get our chances. We are going to take chances, and we will, you know, roll teams over. Um, we just got to dig through the tough, tough times. So that was uh, keeper Connor Hunt uh, there after the match away at Hilltop FC. Uh, Fitzy, you're not a man who lacks confidence. How's your confidence at the moment? Yeah, I'm I'm quite um, quite hard to break down. I like to think so. Um, no, like I say, it's I probably had a bit of a spell at the beginning of the season where it wasn't going for me. Um, like to think sort of with yesterday and the week before, I've come through that anyway. So confidence-wise, personally, I'm okay. And I, I look around the change room, and we haven't got. It's not like I'm in there going like we've got some really really bad players in there. You know that's not true. Um, so I think confidence is in each other as well that we will get out and like Tav said, we'll come on to the results later on. But there are some weird results around. No one really is is putting sort of a big run together at the moment. There's obviously a couple of obvious front runners, but it's not out of our reach to still do something this season. Um, so, yeah, I think confidence wise, maybe sometimes we're a little bit fragile when it doesn't go away. Like I say, sort of the first goal goes in Saturday and it's like, oh, here we go again. But if I'm honest, we have to be tougher than that. Um, I'm not one that really buys into sort of taking too much of that onto the pitch. You sort of just have to go, well, look, that's happened. We have to go again now, um, you know, because ultimately you're not going to get very far in football or in life. If every time you get a knockback, you sort of pull the confidence card. You just have to sort of dust yourself down and go again. Well, what gives me confidence was the conversation I had with Connor in the car park after full time. And he is so committed to this club. And we know at what a high level he's played at previously. And we know the offers that have come in for him and where he could have gone, you know, in close season. Um, he's massively committed to Riz and he shows that on and off the pitch. I mean, that gives me a lot of confidence. I mean, Gaz playing in front of him must do that, doesn't it? Massively. Um, I knew last year he was good from when we played against him. Uh, I didn't know too much about Connor, to be fair, but since joining this year and, you know, I get to know him off the pitch, what like what a nice bloke he is away from the game. And then on the pitch, he's just, he's a leader. You know, he, he doesn't matter who you are. <clears throat> if you've done something incorrect, he'll bollock you for it, excuse the, the language, but he will. Um, it's never personal, but you need that from, from, from the back to front. Um, 
and it's nice to be able to have someone that you can trust a hundred percent. You know, I've never I've never played in a team where I haven't trusted the keeper, but he's probably up there with one of the best that's been I've played in front. And you know, you're not just thinking, oh, you're the last man now, because you know you've got a clever player behind you. Although he wears he's wearing the gloves, he still can play with his feet. If you're in trouble, you know you can just drop it back to him and there's no real drama about it. So um yeah, top bloke, top player. And, you know, the fact that he's committed to the club is brilliant because, you know, you don't, few and far between you get keepers like that, especially at step five. Um, so, no, you, you know, it's, it's a credit to himself that he's here and a credit to the club for getting him here and keeping him here, to be fair. Con's great. I mean, like I, I was buzzing for him personally, just to put it out there for him, that he was captain yesterday. Um, so, he, like Gaz said, he's, he's a leader. Um, so he he thoroughly deserves that, and I think I've sort of said on previous pods that he's a massive part of what what we're trying to do. Um, his clobber is terrible, but other than that, there's absolutely nothing nothing or more I could ask for him really. Absolutely top bloke, but terrible terrible clobber. <laughs> Got to do better, worse than Tavs Venst. Non-league mate. So non-league mate is where we look at those things that go on in non-league that can only be explained by the phrase non-league mate. First, I wanted to rewind to the FA Vars match at home to Flackwell Heath the other weekend, during which there was quite a lengthy delay because the ref spotted a bigger than expected hole in the Riz side netting. The word around the Camtech Stadium was that rabbits were to blame for chewing their way through the netting when it was being stored in between matches. And that, in my mind, is very non-league mate. A break in play due to rodents. Uh, anyone had anything similar to that previously? Shambles, that is absolute shambles. No, I, we had it um, later my first year. We had moles on the uh, on the pitch or badges or whatever. Something was coming through. So we had to reverse all of our uh, home fixtures to away games for the first whole month of the season. And um, yeah, I don't I don't think the chairman was very happy when we were saying that he spent a lot of money on the pitch and it had to be ripped ripped up and relayed uh, very quickly with some new sort of uh, anti-animal fencing around the outside. So it does happen, but absolute shambles, yeah. Just the, first the balls, now the nets. You know, it's mental, isn't it? It's mental. Then there are a couple of things from the match away at Hilltop on Saturday that certainly met the qualifying standard for a non-league mate entry. First, Riz were told not to warm up on the playing surface. Uh, no offence to Hilltop, who were very welcoming, but I think that's a bit non-league, mate, as the pitch at the Middlesex Stadium is a bit like a park pitch. It reminded me of Marlow FC's ground at um, Oak Tree Road. Tav, you're smiling. Um, it, it didn't need us to be banned from the pitch pre-match, did it? No, not at all. Not at all. I, I think there'd been a drought. It was so dry anyway. Um, but the bit that got me is they said, please don't warm up on the pitch. And then we turned around and they were warming up like literally in the goal mouth. <laughs> so, uh, we, yeah, we promptly move things onto the pitch anyway. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm not sure what they expected. It's, it's a strange one because it's at Hillingham Borough. Um, it's a very weird one there because it's like you've got like a good like 15, 20 yards between the um, sort of the, the railings and, and the actual the, the white lines that you cross over to, to the field of play. Um, yeah, odd, very odd. The other part of that as well is that we all arrived sort of between one and half past. And, uh, and Hilltop didn't arrive until nearly two o'clock and we were all stood in the car park waiting to be let in. Uh, very, very non-league, mate. It's a funny old place. And an another one from that match, and this one's great. After Phil had handed in the team sheet, the ref put out a message for Mark asking him to appoint an outfield player 
rather than his goalkeeper as captain, so that it would be easier for the ref to discuss any issues during the match. Like, when does the ref decide who's captain? I mean, that is non-league, mate. Staggering. Or I think Reed told him no, though, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, the, the message went back via field to the ref, and the message was, Mark says no, and that was it. <laughs> Can I just say something on, on Phil Reed right now? I've got, I've got to issue an apology. It's probably the moment to do it, um, and it's appropriate that we've got Gaz here as well. I um, wrongly accused Phil uh, as having Gary Shorts printed back to front. It wasn't. It wasn't Phil. So Phil, I'm really, really sorry about that, mate. So I retract that, um, and whoever it was that's responsible um, has now rectified it, much to Gary's distaste. Um, I bet he can talk about that in a second, but. <laughs> Remaining on the Phil Reed thing, the other non-league mate thing was is that Phil Reed then said to me when I arrived, "I've not got the physio bag." And I went, "Well, where is it, Phil?" He said, "It's in my other car." And I went, "All right, okay." I said, "Is it coming?" And he said, "Yeah, hopefully." He went, "You should take it with you. You're the physio." To which I responded, "Yeah, but it's kit, and you're the kit man." So uh, he did, however, win that argument. It is now in the boot of my car. Um, so that we don't well hopefully we don't because if I leave it then I'm, I'm definitely going to be featured on here and I so are we saying the physio forgot the physio bag or the kit man forgot the physio bag the kit man forgot the physio bag 100 right, okay. okay fine so I'm sorry I'm sorry Phil about the shorts but I'm blaming you for the kit bag <laughs> Gaz shorts gate uh, what do you want to say about it all do you know I, I, when when it first happened it was Virginia away um, and I think within coming out of the change room 10 seconds, I had four people go, your shorts are back to front. And I actually took them off in the middle of the warm-up and I was like, no, I'm right. The strings are at the front. And then we clocked that the six was the wrong way around. So, you know, kind of said nothing. And then obviously the first tweet went out about how I wore the shorts the wrong way around. So I thought, you know what? I'll let this play out and see how far it goes. I had quite a few texts of people afterwards going, are you some sort of whatever? You're, you're like, how can you get your shorts wrong around? I was like, I've oh, just started a new thing, you know, just playing, playing, playing up. And then obviously a couple of pods ago, ago I think uh, Tav said oh, that it was printed the wrong, the wrong way around. So I was like, don't change it. No one change it. It's fine. So now I'll probably have to wear the shorts the wrong way around. You're listening to Up The Riz, the Risborough Rangers podcast. So let's finish this pod with a look at a few other bits and pieces, starting with the other results from the weekend in the league. Uh, well, first of all, we had the first Friday night fixture uh, over the weekend, which was Wokingham and Embrick beat uh, Edgware and Kingsbury 3-1. Then the uh, results that everyone sort of alluded to that probably were a bit of a surprise. Uh, Rainers Lane lost 2-1 to Ardley. Uh, bottom of the table, Hollyport beat Bedfont Sports 2-1 away from home. Burnham lost 2-1 to Chalfont St Peter's. And now Broadfields United are top of the table. Uh, anyone want to pick out any of those results and comment on those? Going back to the point previous, I think a lot of people expect certain clubs to do well because of where they are financially. Um, and I think it's a load of old hoot, to be honest. Um, I played with Langley for so many years with no budget and we had a good team spirit. And, you know, we went from... Oh, went from well, we've got two back-to-back promotions in, and then we end, we end up in step three. And I think it's exactly the same here. You know, everyone can be any, a, a, anyone. You know, the way we played against Ardley, they didn't really get a sniff. And then they go and win 2-1. So, you know, 
I think the, the the biggest thing for any club in this league is having consistency and a consistent team on the pitch. Um, you can have as much money as you like or so-called money as you like. If you're not getting the same 15, 16 boys out week in, week out, it won't bode you well by the end of it because it's going to be the Christmas fixture time where the points are going to be really up for grabs. And if you're not doing well in and around that time, you can say goodbye to the end of the season where you're going to be at. Um, that's just the way it goes. So it's it's a very I've not played this league league before. Um I don't some of the team I've never never even heard of some of the team, never mind played against them. Basque is just a different area. Um on, on on anyone's day, anyone can beat anyone. It just depends on who turns up. Look at us. People will be assuming we're going down to these teams and we're beating them comfortably, but we've been turned over. So it's just it's just people go through pat- patches and spells and I said, once we get out of this, I think we'll go on a big run and we might surprise a lot of people. But until that starts, you know, we'll say no more. I don't think it'll be a surprise when we go on a run. I think, look, Risborough's sort of um, history speaks for itself, or more recent history anyway. I don't think it'll be a surprise. I think people are anticipating us coming back with a bang. And I think that when, when, and I, I do mean when, when, when we, it does happen, I think that we'll go straight back to to being quite feared again. We're, we're still a scout. You know, Hilltop were absolutely delighted with that result yesterday. Absolutely delighted. Milton were buzzing, you know, because we are we are, we are a big scout for, for teams still. Um, like I said, and I'm going to keep repeating myself, ask, ask that same question in a month. I'm going to refer back to this and I'll remember as well, as all good politicians do. That's it. So, Yeah. Well, count count us on our on on our, our losses by by all means, and, and make your assessment. But when we're winning again, you know it'll go it'll, it'll revert to normal. People will be getting on our case even more so on Twitter. Fitzy will be getting absolute bundles, and he'll be dishing it out again. Everything will will get back to it to where it was. It's all just a matter of time um, and good strategy. That'll be that. Fitzy, you looking forward to getting bundles? Yeah, there'll be a few um, form tables uh, tweeted again. Um, there'll be a few, yeah, there'll be a few clubs getting added. Um, I've got a long memory, so I'm looking forward to that, to be honest. But um, no, the, the Twitter account is quiet at the moment, but it will be back with a bang, 110. Um, percent I've noted down clubs that have been giving me big, big spuds, so um, they'll be getting it full bundles, 110. percent So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Before we come on to the Bedford Sports match at the, on Saturday to come, I just wanted to mention the FA Cup. Uh, we had the Flackle Heath uh, match against Farnham Town at the weekend, abandoned on 64 minutes following a lengthy medical delay uh, when Farnham Town were 2-1 two, two up at the time. Um, one of the Flackle Heath players had an asthma attack and there was quite a delay for the ambulance getting there and then he had to be taken to hospital. So we um, understand from um, social media that he's, uh, I think, home now and, and uh, on the mend, which is really good to hear. Uh, anyone had that sort of thing happen previously? I mean, I got the impression Farnham Town were doing their best to be very kind of pragmatic about it all, but they did sort of sneak out one tweet that I'm not sure they whether they meant it quite in the way it sounded, but... They said the home side refused to resume the game due to player distress, which just sounded like it had a little bit of an edge to me, but um, mm. it seemed like a fair play really to me. Yeah, I mean, I can comment on this because um, I actually ended up in hospital myself on Friday night uh, because I'm asthmatic. Uh, literally woke up in the middle of the night, couldn't breathe. Um, it's, it's scary. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think fair play to Flackwell. I'd, be, I'd feel exactly the same. 
it's uh it's no fun it's certainly as as somebody that suffers with it as well um you know as if it, you know he was lucky he was around lots of people he's at 4 a.m and it, and it can catch you at any point and it's not a joke it's not a joke at all um yeah it can cause you some serious problems if you if you don't address it quickly so yeah right thing in my opinion well done flackwell and yeah, I, absolutely. I, absolutely agree with that. I've, I've had to rush a friend to hospital in the early hours of the morning um, for a nebulizer, you know, having a massive asthma attack. And it's a very scary experience. So I, yeah. I don't think you can take that lightly at all. Um, but let, let's take other things more seriously as well, then uh, with the next match we've got uh, in the league on Saturday at home at the Camtech. Uh, against Bedfont Sports. Uh, they're currently sitting in 10th place on seven points. Uh, they lost 2 1 to Hollyport, as I mentioned, on Saturday. Prior to that, they drew away at Egham Town on Bank Holiday Monday. And on the Saturday before that, um, they beat uh, Milton uh, United at home. So, again, you know, no easy way to work out their form either. Um, thoughts on that, anyone? Go on, guys. You can go, guys. No, go on, Joe. Go on, Joe. You want to have a chat? <laughs> it's your show, mate. It's all right. Just don't talk about man and match. It's the Gaz show. It's the Gaz show. It's the Gaz show. You'll get retweets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from me only. I'm going to leave this in as an outro. <laughs> I'll like it and retweet it. <laughs> you lot are shameless. In your, in your vests, desperately trying in to get likes bed. on 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 X, formerly known as Twitter. Exactly, I've got four Twitter accounts, so I'll use that. <laughs> Come on, Ben. Uh, on. Go on, then, Joe. Well, look, I think I think for them, I mean, like I say, it's hard to work out their form. Um, as you just said, the results seem a bit all over the place. Um, but look, I think we've got to focus on us. I think it doesn't matter the eleven we play against. To be honest, sort of where we are at the moment, we just need to sort of go out. We need to put in. Um, a proper performance, probably similar to what we had Saturday in terms of the workmanship, if you like, and the dogged side, if we cut out sort of the mistakes. Um, again, that's sort of quite a common thing this season, the mistakes is what's hurting us. Um, but if we can sort of have that doggedness and that sort of nastiness again through the spine of the team and then add sort of our, our quality that we know we've got, um, probably on a better better surface um, as well Saturday will help us and suit us then you know I'm confident we'll get three points um, and all of a sudden the whole the whole mood changes it feels like sort of a massive weight off your off your shoulders sort of lifts um, we just we just need that one result and I think Saturday will be that result for us Okay well thanks very much fellas uh, thanks Tav thanks Fitzy thanks Gary I'm going to finish by offering my apologies to Ben's lad Arlo as I forgot to get him a packet of milky buttons for the loan of his size three dog eating football for the match against Ardley United at the Camtech Stadium uh, if I hadn't on Saturday gone to the crematorium first and been in a rush I might have remembered to stop off at the garage and bought him some but anyway next time Arlo I promise. Uh, do get in touch with us uh, via X, formerly known as Twitter, at, at uptheriz underscore pod, or drop us a quick voicemail via speakpipe.com, and we'll see you at the Camtech Stadium on Saturday afternoon. Up the Riz. This has been Up the Riz, the new official Risper Rangers FC podcast. Catch us on Spotify Podcasts and Apple Podcasts, and follow us on Twitter at uptheriz underscore pod. See you next time. Up the Riz.